0: One Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. All right, so we're going to hear from some dads today. Is that all right? Everybody glad with that? Glad for dads? Okay, good. Uh, All right, so first of all, we are going to hear from uh, Mr. David Duramo back there. David, come on up. And uh, we'll just, I'll spread these. Stools out a little bit. And uh, David just got off of uh, shift uh, for the fire department. And what time, how long have you been working? 24 hours? Uh,
1: 48. 40, 48
0: hours. 48. 48, I'm sorry. Uh, so just got off shift. And I asked him if he would come. And he said, the only thing that may hinder me is if there's a call that comes in. Um, and he made it. So if he doses off, Don't hold it against him this morning, but David is here. And uh, David, you have three kids, and
1: um, tell us your kids' ages. So one and a half, uh, just turned four, and turning six at the end of the month. Okay, okay. And
0: uh, you had uh, maybe one, I think, when we met you, and now you've multiplied. That's right. uh, (laughs) And David is also, in addition to a firefighter, he's an incredible, I don't know if you would say um, carpenter? carpenter, craftsman, and uh, I was going to say TikToker, but maybe it's Instagram (laughs) Reels. So I don't know, uh, I know there's a, Dan is also on TikTok, Dan here. So we got a couple of dad influencers uh, among our mitts this morning. So if you're looking to take a picture with a uh, high profile Instagram uh, TikTok star, you can do that with the dad today. And uh, so David, thank you so much for being here. Next up, we've got Sean, welcome. Sean over here, Sean, come on up. And Sean is... Not only a great friend, great part of our church, come on, come on through. Um, father of five, and uh, Sean, would you give us the ages of your kids?
2: Uh, 24, 21, nine, six and seven months. Yes.
0: So there's a spectrum. There's a spectrum, uh, and I remember uh, I remember Easter, a uh, year ago, Easter, when Sean uh, told me that they were expecting another. And uh, it was a little uh, resurrection Easter miracle. Yes, yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> new life. And uh, But Sean is a, a great, great friend and great dad as well, another one that I admire. And last but not least, uh, Ben Hansen. And uh, Ben, come on up. And uh, ben, ben and his wife Gina are new to our community, but they're not... Uh, new to us. And Ben, you can come on up and grab a seat. Ben is is also my brother-in-law. Uh, ben and Gina were actually, I think we could say it this way, you may have been the first members of one church before there was one church. We had, years ago, uh, we had a, a business, uh, the first formal business meeting that we had to have Uh, to formalize one church as an entity. And uh, we had to vote. Some of you guys know what that process is like, but Ben was a part of that. And uh, Ben and Gina just recently moved uh, here to Orlando. And uh, God has stirred their hearts towards uh, missions and some things that I know we'll be able to talk more about uh, in the future. But an incredible gift uh, to us. And uh, Ben has six kids
3: that you beat <laughs>
0: so I <have> a granddaughter <laughs> <laughs> you're, that's yeah you're like, no problem <laughs> uh, uh, so i unless somebody has uh s- some more that i don't know about i think that may be the title six father of six anybody has that beat anybody uh, aspire to beat that okay so, so, my wife just raised her hand uh uh that's a problem uh oh. Well, uh, I think that's a that's a new uh, a new title in one church, Ben. So congratulations. Um, well, guys, I it, although they all have different you know different kids. Well, Ben, tell us how old your kids are.
3: Uh, I practiced before I got up Did here. Did you? I heard, uh, yeah, t- twenty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Eighteen. Yep. Uh, Fifteen. Thirteen.
0: Ten. And seven. Wow. Yeah, you need to practice. I know. I space that. I space that when people ask me that. So. Um, yeah, a spectrum as well. Well, I, uh, I wanted to bring all of these guys up, and honestly, I, I could have done that with any number of guys in the room, but just guys that I uh, admire. Uh, their intentionality, their commitment to uh, fathering, and I say fathering as a verb, uh, not just the noun father, and obviously, they are that, but they out of that. They do an incredible, incredible job. So I just wanted to ask you guys some questions uh, this morning, and uh, I've got a little list here. We'll see what we get to um, or if other things come up uh, throughout the way. But uh, I know you've already told us uh, how old your kids are, but could you just answer this for me? Uh, How long have you been a dad? Remind us of that. How long you've been a dad? And then when you became a father, did you feel prepared? I don't know. Was there a, was there a instruction book that came out for you guys? It's it's after the afterbirth. It's all a part of the deal. It's there. Sorry. Um, So I answered the the
2: first part of the question. Um, I've been a dad for 13 years. Um, uh, so, um, my situation is a little unique in that, um, Jenna had children, two children prior to when we got married. So I became a Husband and a father, like immediately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of jumped in yeah. uh, the pool there. Um, but I felt, I think I felt prepared enough because that was all kind of wrapped into the decision of getting married. Like, so I had, I went into marriage with all of that foreknowledge, and mm-hmm. so I mean, enough in terms of preparation. But obviously, I knew I'd be, have a lot of learning and, and, yeah, yeah. and growing to uh, to do, and knew it would come with different challenges, but um, yeah, so I would say prepared, confident enough to go into it, but yeah, yeah. also with understanding that, you yeah. know, there's room to grow, of yeah. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Ben, how about you? We went to a birthing class when you were already a dad. <laughs> I was not yet a dad, and we went to a birthing class. I forgot about that. And we shall that. not speak about the things... In the birthing class. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> there were videos. The, yes, yes. <laughs> so you've been a dad 20 years. Yeah. I knew you before you were a dad. Yep. Uh,
3: did you feel prepared? Um, I feel like there's this thing, like, I think you alluded to it. You feel like you're prepared until it happens, and then you're like, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. And I think it's a continually, like, unrolling of your knowledge that you are not prepared, yeah. but then kind of becoming prepared as you learn and experience it, right? I think one thing that became clear, and I've talked to a few other people about this, like you don't realize like how much your parents were just faking it they <laughs> made it, right? Like I thought, like you're talking about your dad's yeah. hands, your dad's yeah. like, I don't know how to be yeah. a dad, yeah. you know, yeah. probably yeah. like. It yeah. it's like those moments you don't realize that you think that they can do it all and they know yeah. how to do it all. And then embracing the fact that, like, wow, I, yeah, they didn't know. They're yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. And, and it worked out. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, has that given you a new, new appreciation for your parents then over the years? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. David, how about you, man? Um, so I don't think even today I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But every day you kind of learn from yesterday and you look at the past and you look forward you look at who you look up to and who you've kind of watched as they've either fathered or as they grew up Um, but kind of funny for preparation so being a fireman working 24-hour shifts there's nights where we sleep all night and there's many nights where we're up all night and Mm -hmm. a lot of i'm going to say the civilian sector right doesn't understand what that's like and so my wife you know we had the baby I was kind of like you know now you kind of know you you ran three after midnight because you know the baby woke up a couple times so Mm. but then she had a c-section so I was the one doing yeah but so that it's kind of funny but um to answer the question the only preparation I feel like is to just you know look at what you experienced and look at um you know I kind of to relate again to the to being a fireman. I worked for a lot of different lieutenants over the years. And you pick things from some lieutenants and then you leave some things. You work for another lieutenant, you pick some things from him. And it, it all comes down to leadership. And you take traits from different people and then that kind of molds you to the lieutenant that you want to be one day. Yeah. And I think it's the same for probably fatherhood. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. What would you say, David, in line with that? To someone
0: that is not yet a father, naturally speaking, but would like to be a father, in terms of how do you prepare?
1: So, not to get all like super uh, old person, but
0: <laughs> you know, you are who you hang around, that yeah. kind of
1: thing. And everybody has their past. Everybody has their younger years, mm. um, but you are who you hang around and the the company you keep and living a godly life, I think is probably the best example that you can set Mm -hmm. for your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and for others around you, um, the things you say, the things you do, how you act. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading on leadership Mm -hmm. and I think just working on that Mm -hmm. people see it and I think they eventually try to aspire to live that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but by leading, I think people will follow. And Absolutely, I, I don't. You know, yeah. I've had like four cups of coffee. So yeah, well,
0: but and, and I think what you're saying to me, the word that comes to mind is intentionality. Okay. And I know, I think we would all say this. And there's some people in the room that have a lot more experience than me, but um, you know your work just starts when the, baby's, when the baby arrives. And so we've got to continue to grow and learn and be around other people. And that's why I always think one of the greatest things you can do to be a good uh, leader or good parent is be in the church. And uh, this is not a uh, – forgive me for plugging the church for just a second, but I do feel, and I'll say this is a word of encouragement for all of the dads, that for us as fathers um, – the church should be a place that we are leading the charge of our families to be a part of because it shows I, I'm not just in authority. I'm under
1: authority. Correct. Yeah, I agree 100% with that.
0: And, um, you know, when you speak of a, a lieutenant, uh, the lieutenants, I don't know who the boss would be for them, but they've, they're gleaning from other people. So let me ask you this, and, and maybe I'll direct it towards Uh, Ben and Sean, if you have something to kick in with this. Uh, You guys have experienced some different seasons. And again, I know there's some that are in uh, other seasons now, kids all out of the house. But for you guys, Ben, your oldest is 20. Uh, I remember when he was born. It's hard to believe Um, they keep getting older and we stay the same age. Is that what Matthew McConaughey said? Um, So how have you had to learn to parent differently in the different seasons you've got a twenty year old you 've got a I forget how old Sonny is seven you've got a seven year old How do you parent differently in different seasons
3: oh man that's a that's a great question um <clears throat> i I heard early on this like nugget of wisdom that has always just stuck with me as something like a a true north or something to you know walk toward
1: mm-hmm.
3: and um it's it it talked about the main thing being to like get their hearts, mm. you know. Um, if you can win over your child's heart and maintain that thread of relationship, um, that's the goal, and that's kind of the foundation mm. that goes kind of carries on through the years. And it looks different, I guess, mm-hmm. to get to the question. Mm-hmm. When they're little, it's like this high touch moment, and they're climbing on you, and they're just you know whatever. But then, as they grow, it's relationship, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel like uh, I feel like it changes. But the goal, like the physical outward stuff, changes. But the goal is always like for the heart. Yeah, you know. So good. And so,
0: that's so good. Yeah. Have you had to do th- some intentional things to maintain the relationship as your kids have gotten older?
3: Um. Yeah, yeah. As they've gotten older, I know with my son. Um, you know, there's this whole thing of, like, this lost art of, like, coming of age yeah. in, in the West, especially, um, where there's that this, like, clear delineation of when you're a man yeah. or even what being a man means, yeah. you know? And so, uh, very imperfectly, um, what I tried to do was, I think, when he was 16, mm-hmm. we would just meet weekly, mm-hmm. and I had this list of things to go over, like, mm-hmm. character, finances, sexuality, You know, all kinds of things, and we would just meet together, and sometimes it would be really lame and be like, okay, when is it? You know, and then sometimes Mm -hmm. it would be really great and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I heard this saying one time, and then I'll I'll close that part, but I heard this saying one time that um, somebody was saying, hey, the time I spend with my kids, I don't spend a lot of time, but the time that I spend is quality time. And then the other person's response to that was, you actually don't get a pick when your quality time is. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you do is you spend the quantity of time mm. in those moments that yeah. you don't get to select. Like, it, there's going to be this moment of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have, like, a rhythm of time. So many of those times, meeting with my son, were like, okay, we're just putting in the time, right? But then there were those moments of, like, oh, wow, this is, like, a breakthrough moment. This is significant. Yeah, And so that's always kind of stuck with me. Put that's in the, awesome. qu- the quantity, yeah. and the quality will come yeah. in its yeah. own way. That's awesome, Ben. So, so, quantity
0: and then quality comes out of it. Sean, how about you, man? Different seasons. I know yeah. your story has
2: been d- yeah different, but how have you navigated? Sure, that? I, I, I do want to respond to a question you asked. I forget his name. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Earlier, because um, a thought came to mind, and then I'll, I'll go into that. You, you asked like what um, you would offer to, like, new fathers or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And I heard something that is, to me, like, worth repeating and, like, aspirational. Um, I heard it said that the best the best thing uh, a father can do for their children is to love their mother. Mm. And I thought that was, like, really profound because, like, that doesn't always happen. Yeah, But it's, it's when, when children are exposed to see that, it kind of builds this mm. element of security uh, in the house that... Um, so it's it's almost kind of like a sideways um wow. thing mm-hmm. that uh because they're they're attached to their mom, mm-hmm. you know what i mean in a, in a way that we may not like fully understand but having her like affirmed and loved on it's like you get to the child that so way good. as well so that was a thought that came to mind with that and in terms of seasons like um different ages so kibons was when we got married, Kiwanz was seven. Um, he's twenty-one now. Mm-hmm. Um, for and Kiari was ten. She's she's twenty-four. So I, I guess I can use them as probably like my best examples because it's been the longest spectrum yeah. there. Um, I think it, it's really just trying to um, really in, inspire them um, towards what how it is that you want to be. Also mm-hmm. like. Modeling how how you want them to be. I think younger younger children um, need a lot more um, structure, more kind of like, like hardline mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. in terms of what you expect from them. And over time, and I <laughs> uh, didn't have this <laughs> entirely, but I'm kind of like learning. It's like you you remove. Some Like a lot of those hard lines are trying to get them to do X, Y, Z so that they can grow into their own yeah. kind of individual and um, and do a lot more, just a lot more like conversations and um, co- helping them to think more critically about their growth uh, mm-hmm. process and stuff like that. So, yeah, you go from, I uh, ah, forget the, the, the words, but it's like parent to like mentor mm-hmm. that kind of like transition, mm. so. And But being conscious of the fact that they're, they're receiving you differently in different yeah. stages. So with Kivans, yeah. we have more or less conversation. I don't try to make him do anything, but just try to model yeah. what, what I want him yeah.
0: to do. So your oldest two, I don't know if Kivance is still at 20, home. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And, and your oldest daughter is out of the house now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, once they're out of the house... Control. There is no control. It's all influence at that point. Yeah, yeah. and phone uh, calls. So you you set still the have boundaries. I money and stuff. But, yeah, you know, it's yeah. Okay. Well, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're always dad. Right? You're always dad. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Let me ask you guys this, and I know there's so many questions I'd love for us to to get to, but from a spiritual standpoint, I know obviously there's practical things that all fathers, all men can. Uh, express and can, uh, you know, demonstrate. How has your faith as a follower of Jesus uniquely influenced the way that you, the way that you father? Um, If any of you have, want to go first, you can.
1: So that's a tough question. Um, And I thought about that one before today, but Um, I would say something that we try to do, Ali and I both, is constantly reference the Lord um, and his creation and Mm -hmm. why things are, um, not on a scientific level, but, you know, when he asked, the other day we were reading a book about volcanoes, and he said, well, why is there, you know, fire, and I said, well, that's how God made it, and um, that's how we create more land, and that's how he created, you know, this and that, and, you know, why the birds sing, and why be staying? And there's just different things we constantly reference. And
0: that just came out of a conversation that yeah. you didn't sit down and go. Right. It's, Welcome to theology class.
1: Throughout the day, every day, Yeah, when he asks a question or she asks a question or whoever asks a question, we constantly reference Yeah, the Lord and Beautiful. his creation and things yeah. like that. And um, I think growing up with that constant influence,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, there's no question in their mind of where things came from, or how we became, or how, you know, because who knows what society's going to look like in 15, yeah. 20 years, yeah. you know. So if you come with that foundation as you grow up, you're not learning it for the first time when you're mm-hmm. in your 20s going to church, or, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're imparting that, not not just letting the world impart to them, you're teaching them the, the, the things that are
1: really worldview. Right. And so, I know I kind of mentioned the leadership that I've been trying to study lately, but um, another way that I reference is when I ask, for example, I ask my son to do something, to make a choice, uh, like this morning. You can put your socks on yourself, or you can try, and I can help you, or you cannot put them on, and you'll go to church with no shoes and socks on, and I said, (laughs) this is a choice you need to start making. Um, But... I try to reference, you know, like Jesus of so anybody and servant leadership. Nobody is more perfect than him. Yeah, yeah. And he was on his knees kissing people's feet, washing yeah. their feet. Yeah. Um. So who are we to not serve? Yeah. And, you know, so. Yeah. Dave,
0: I've been so blessed with your social media co- communication. I know I talked about it earlier, but I love the way you're bringing in. The gospel, you are bringing Jesus into, I think you're putting scriptures on the bottom of a table.
1: Every piece I send out of my shop has scripture hidden somewhere on the piece.
0: And, and I just thought, you know, I know, I mean, you're a firefighter, you're you're in a world that I know, is, not everybody you're around is a believer, and no doubt not everybody that follows you or that you may be designing furniture for is a believer, but right. I thought... Uh, that was so cool that you, Thank you that you do that, and I think that's a beautiful example for, for your kids too yes. um, to see this is not something that's just a, a Sunday thing. This is this influences all of life. It's
1: tough. I mean, I, yeah. I think everybody struggles with it. Everybody could read the Bible more. Everybody could pray more. Everybody could be in yeah. tune every day more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's awesome.
0: Uh, how about Ben? Sean, uh, how has your faith influenced your parenting? Mm. I Sean? think
2: I think for me. The, the, the most um evident would would be um just the reflection of god's mercy uh, yeah. um when when dealing with my kids yeah um because you know kids are kids right yeah. and and um in particular i think um i've just a short quick example so um my six year old justice uh he's he's a lot <laughs> or can be uh, a lot, and um I remember he got in trouble one time for uh um like hitting a kid in school, but it was pretty bad. It was like a whole like write up and stuff like that, <laughs> which it was not new uh, you know, un- unfortunately right it 's like <laughs> you know it 's one of those deep breaths but um and I know everybody doesn 't you know people parent differently sure, right yeah. and uh so th- there 's times where i like I call him into the room and i 'll have like a really stern talk with him. But it's that talk where it's like, "Am I gonna get spanked or pop?" You know what I mean. Like, but I I won't reveal it. You know what I mean. I'll just have that real strong conversation with them. And sometimes, when you're speaking in a particular tone to um, kind of elevate the seriousness of like, these are behaviors we don't accept. You know, and, and try to contextualize when what's appropriate. And this and that. Sometimes they'll start like crying a little bit and stuff like that. Mm. And um, it's like. I'll maybe get him to a certain point and then tell him to go to his room. Like, it's mm-hmm. like this release, but it's also how God does us. Like right. we, we, you know, don't get punished for everything that we uh, are deserving of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, there's times where I would just like, that's directly from like my relationship with the Lord. It's yeah. like really thinking like, when is, when can I model mercy mm-hmm. and have that, have them, our children, feel that same, Yeah, you yeah. know, God is merciful. Yeah. You know? I'm saying I'm, I'm God or anything, yeah. but you all understand but the analogy. But you're the greatest picture. Right. <laughs> uh, it kids is an example. See, right, right.
0: And obviously that that's a heavy responsibility. I mean, right. oh, my goodness. The ki- the way my kids view God is going to be largely determined by my relationship with them. But you're saying in that there is a line, there is a boundary, you can't go hitting people, yeah. but then there's also mercy. That's beautiful, David. Did it, you have something to add? Yeah, to I that?
1: just want to piggyback on that because you made a really good point, and it's something I do that I didn't even realize that I'm doing until you kind of said it. But um, all of us parents try to do the right thing, um, and we try to keep our patience and our cool, and not lose our temper, uh, especially when you're Italian and like that's just how you were brought up, <laughs> but, right? Wooden spoons and raised—like we don't, we don't. Yeah, we just talk loud. So. Um, <laughs> But in the moment, especially coming out, so I work three in a row. Um, lack of sleep, deprivation, all that stuff leads to short tempers and lack of patience, mm-hmm. and it's still hard. Yeah. It's something I struggle with every day. But um, in those moments where they're just completely out of control, and you're trying to like reel them in, and they're just not getting it, and then you lose your cool, and you yell, or you slam a door, or like, whatever, something that's not ideal. I've made it a point to go to them... And ask them to forgive me mm. for not whatever or for yelling or for raising my voice or for the situation, I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me for the way this is you know gone whatever yeah. and I think if they see that humbleness um they kind of again they retain it, and then that's mm-hmm. they're not afraid to ask for forgiveness or yeah. to say sorry, yeah. I think that's important, you know yeah, it yeah.
2: definitely has to be modeled they won't i mean we we pick up things subconsciously from our parents our fathers whatever and we just pass things on you know like mm-hmm. so it's just a machine generational mm-hmm. machine mm-hmm. um but our, our relationship with the lord does give us pause and reflection it's like okay i'm i'm trying to f- follow christ how do i you know model that yeah. in a you know in a father context yeah. but that's awesome And it's always a journey a process yeah.
3: absolutely absolutely I was going to say, I dinner. feel like it happens in the throes of, like, everyday life, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. not this big whiz-bang moment, right? But it's, like, this modeling it in the mundane, everyday mm. life, you know, yeah. opportunities that come, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I heard this quote one time that has stuck with me about a, I think it goes, like, God was incarnate. If God was incarnate in everyday life, then shouldn't we look for him there yeah. first, Good. right? Instead of those mountaintop moments. Yeah. Um, That's there was awesome. There was this thing. Oh, go ahead. Well,
0: I was going to ask you this, Ben, and, and, and maybe this will pick up on your conversation because you're already headed where I'm thinking. I wanted to ask you, Ben, about spiritual leadership. And I know, like David said, uh, you know, nobody here is probably reading the Bible as much as we would like to, and we may not be, you know, it may not be that our kids uh, wake up to find us slain in the Spirit every morning, and it's just worship, and you know, the atmosphere of heaven, and the neighborhood is getting saved, and all of that, but I know we all have a heart for the Lord, Uh, and to be honest, one thing that I've seen is uh, really our parenting is kind of the test of our spirituality. I've noticed this, it's real easy to be spiritual when my kids aren't around, I mean, I can talk a good game uh, until my kids are around. and But, Ben, what you're saying, it comes into the mundane. How do you, as a dad, set an atmosphere in your home that values spiritual life, the presence of God, worship, prayer, those things, while recognizing a 7-year-old is a 7-year-old yeah. or a 20-year-old to a 20-year-old?
3: Yeah. So, um, I, I really think, and maybe this is like a duh thing, but it, it's got to start with us. We have to have that foundation to speak from. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned modeling; like that's that's everything, right? Like, are we just talking, or is Dad yeah. really living this thing? So, right. do they do they see you pray? Mm-hmm. Do they see you uh, bring Christ into everything? You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this moment that happened, and maybe this is like a good example of like what spiritual leadership looks like to littles mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that could maybe is accessible to like even somebody like me and everyday, you know, moments. Um, we were going to the hardware store even just yesterday and my daughter, June, she, she says they were going to get gumballs. So can you have a quarter to get a gumball mm-hmm. there? And she just comes up to and she says, can I have three? <laughs> like not even two. Like, just three gumballs. I'm like, my first reaction is like, no, you can't have three gumballs. And then I stopped myself. It was like this moment where, and I thought about, like, how extravagant God is sometimes. Just extravagant, like over the top. And I just paused. I was like, you know what? God is so good to me. He's the kind of person that gives you three gumballs, not just one. I'm like, you can have three. I got them all three gumballs, you know, but it was like. That's nine gumballs. (laughs) It was just like this moment, you know, like everyday moment. But it's like, how can we bring the Lord into this, you know? And hopefully when they, they eat gumballs, they'll be like, this is. God is a three gumball God. God. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know
1: what the three was? That's their early negotiation skills and tactics, like taking
3: because they know oh, you're totally. like, All right, we'll just settle two. on two. Exactly. That's right. Yep. A little yeah. Little car salesman.
0: Yeah. Sean. Yeah. Do you yeah. have In there?
2: terms of um, spiritual spirituality and making making sure they you know value the things that we value, I think um, I read a book. Uh, this was years ago, um, John Hagee, the power of the Father's blessing. Mm-hmm. And you do it after church, too. You know, may the Lord bless you and mm-hmm. keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and grieve mm-hmm. Every morning when I drop my kids off to school, mm-hmm. I before they get out of the car, that's yeah. my, I, I say that to where they, they mm-hmm. when we're pulling around the corner, they say it before I do. You know, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, you we know. And I mean, it's, I just try to keep that consistently because even when I'm not, um, um, feeling it or thinking about it it's just like repetitive you know habit and so they just get uh that and so that's that's one thing um that I try to do with you know in terms of scripture um the other is I mean I'm I don't know if you don't know I'm a performance artist so I travel and speak Orlando,
0: poet laureate
2: that is correct yes yeah whatever yeah yeah. (laughs) tell me more tell me more tell me more (laughs) um but yeah I I do I'm I'm not, um, my, and I'm also in grad school, um, and I have a job with, uh, Institute doing community work, and also there's, like, family life, right? Mm -hmm. So there's these four buckets that all have their own to-do list. So in terms of my physical presence, like, in a church or, um, you know, um, all of the spiritual things that would like neat, be neatly packaged to where they can have that really clear sense of what's what. It's like not a, a reality in my in my life, right? So I think um, one of the things that that came to mind when you, when you brought that question up is your kids also pick up a lot of what you don't do mm-hmm. and what you don't say, and so I think that's that's uh, powerful in and of itself. It's like you know, um, yeah, they 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 pick up on the gaps because the question was like, oh, why doesn't dad do this? Or why doesn't mom do that? So I think living what you believe, living um, living the scripture is just so hugely important. It really forces us to think about what we believe and how does that manifest in my in my um, in my day to day life. I heard this. Um, I think I saw this recently on Facebook. Someone was like, I'd rather um, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, what does that look like? Yeah. For, pe- and, and, and what kind of impacts does that have, mm. um, in a life? And I love sermons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too. It's like, I, I love nuggets. I'm a super nerd and I, you know what I mean? But mm. what does it, to, what does it mean to look like Jesus? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So,
0: Yeah. Thank you, Sean, and and thank you, all of you guys. Can we put our hands together for these incredible men? And you guys can stay where you're at for just a second. Um, I want to say this just as we close. And um, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for the, the men in this room, whether you have biological children or not. Thank you for being men of God, being men of God that that Take the initiative, take the responsibility. And uh, none of us are perfect. Uh, I'm I'm glad that Paul said Jesus Christ came to save sinners of whom I am chief. And so we're all imperfect. But God has chosen to give us the ability to impart life to other people. And whether you're a, a natural father, you know, children at home or not, All of us are called to impart life to other people and our words, our actions, everything that we do has the power to totally um, transform other people. And so I want to say thank you and also give an encouragement uh, to all of us just to be intentional in that area. Um, You know, I remember as a kid, one of the things that my dad said, he was a pastor at this time of a fairly large church, and he was walking through some difficult situations with one of my brothers. And I remember he said this, I'd leave everything that I have if one of my children needed me. And what he was saying is that's the the most important thing in my life. And he wasn't perfect. None of us are. But he he was. uh, He valued that. And so I love that we've got an incredible community of men that value uh, fathering and um, also that we would be that spiritually as well. And so I'd love for us just in closing to pray, um, to pray over all of the men uh, in the room, whether they have natural children or not. In fact, why don't we stand up? And uh, if you're by uh, a, a man, uh, maybe your, your dad, your husband, uh, or or not, uh, if you're by a man, would you just put your hands on uh, the men around the room? And um, I, I just want to pray God's blessing uh, Michael, why don't you actually come, come over here. I, want to, I saw you stand there. I wanted to put my arm around your shoulder. I didn't want you standing by yourself. God, thank you. Lord, thank you for these mighty men of God. And Lord, I thank you that, um, God, you made men in a unique way. And God, you've given us the unique capacity to impart life. God, uh, to children and spiritually, God, to the next generation. And Father, today, I just pray your blessing over every man. Father, I pray, Lord, that there would be a fresh encouragement, Lord, that would come to our hearts today. Lord, for every person that feels inadequate, every person that feels um, that they have fallen short. God, I pray Lord, let us today once again experience the the love of God pouring into our hearts. Lord, I pray, God, that in this world that so often prizes a thousand different things. Father, I pray that we would value, God, the next generation. We would value children and family and, Lord, church family. And, God, I pray, Lord, would you raise up an army of men, an army of fathers in this place. God, would you raise up men of wisdom and men of courage and men that, Lord, even though we fall short, God, that we find our strength, we find our security in you. And so, Lord, today we pray your blessing upon every man. God, we pray that you would encourage them today on this Father's Day. Lord, we speak blessing. Over every man and over every father, we thank you for them, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's just express appreciation to the dads here today.